that's my uh my lifestyle now mm-hmm. throw it in the internet mm-hmm. all right now i feel like i hear you better it's really the uh sort of a uh, content creation thing it's throw it in the internet wow you've got a full soundboard i do <laughs> yeah do you want to hear what i got here all right let's let's hear what you've got well well i didn't hear it uh-oh all right so you got a cat yep is that a generic cat or a specific cat that is sicily okay important yep it just loops this for three and a half minutes <laughs> I, I, yeah this is when you have to introduce like uh, global news yes could you like shut up and give us the money <laughs> ah so this is their patreon pitch part i guess so you know patreon.com slash helpful snowman to be honest, I have not used any rows except for the bottom row for a very long time. So this is a little process of discovery for me. <laughs> you're going through like you've assigned these and you're like, oh, I had an intention for this at one point. Mm-hmm. This one, that one's useful when you have a big revelation. Yep. A, bi- a big revelation that's much worse. Let's see, this one's, I think, a Potawean intro. Yep. Oh, yeah, this was the candy. The, the candy, candy year. All right. <laughs> that one, I think, I did for um, specifically one time I went through the U.S. presidents. Mm. and their photos and slammed them mm. individually one by one so that's that's your diss thing where someone <laughs> just gets burned or slammed yeah let me see if i can find that i'm sure it's a thing that's on the internet somewhere where i was just like oh here's what i think of you zachary taylor i think chances are pretty good too that i didn't actually get through like all of the you know uh all 46 presidents or 45, yeah. 44 at the time. Yeah, however the hell many there were at the time. Let's see. Come on. Gotta think about it. Content. I'm gonna just go to the last page here, because this is probably fairly old. Scrolling back, checking them out. Yeah, you've had this YouTube channel for a while. Mm-hmm. It's Ten years old. Let's see. Oh, there's a soundboard one on there from a soundboard I used previously. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I can figure out where this is. Maybe I don't have it anymore. It's gotten lost. Maybe it got demonetized. Maybe. It was so insulting to our nation's greatest heroes. Mm-hmm. There's a Pledge of Allegiance. There's a... Oh, here it is. Presidential Breakdown. It's going to play. It's going to play an ad. Let's see. Who do we have here? George Washington. Uh, George Washington was probably best known because he was our first president. And also because he wore um, really dumb looking wigs, but also looked bald at the same time. So that's, uh, that's all I know about George Washington. Oh, you know what? Here's what I'll do. And also looked bald at the same time. 
That way you'll know that I finished one off. John Adams. Uh, unfortunately, I guess I'll prop see how far I got. That kind of stuff. Doesn't look like I he got too far. He hits me as our first president that I can get behind as far as being a novelty instead of just some shithead in a suit. Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy also, Roosevelt. he would be the kind of guy who's like, well, you know what you should do if you're a weak young boy is get bare-chested and swim in the ocean. Uh, let's see, we've got William Howard Taft. I believe he was the fatso. I think he'll be forever remembered as President Fatso. So that's a nice legacy. So yep. I got as far as Taft. William Howard Taft, the the kid's favorite president. <laughs> Everybody's See, favorite. You're really trying to ride the algorithm with your uh your insults of various presidents. <laughs> Stopping with William Howard Taft. That's right. Uh you know, this show's many times been accused of just doing whatever's popular for right. for the views and the clicks. Trend chasing. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to emulate other podcasts. You're trying to emulate El- Elliot Kalin's whole history of presidents. That's right, which mm-hmm. I assume is just slams on presidents followed by whoop. There it is. Pretty much. Let's see. This says game show music. Well, oh, hold on. This says game show music. Well, that gives you the that, idea. That takes me back to like a very specific feeling of being sick at home from school uh-huh. and laying on a couch. Uh-huh. And the couch that we used to have had like wooden arms. Like, you know, oh, the, the yeah. arms were not soft at all. They yeah. were just wood. Wood? Yeah. <laughs> um, and like trying to always position a pillow so as to make these wood arms like comfortable at all. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a. Uh, I think that music is from like a BBC sports review show or something like that. Like it has the f- strong feeling to me of something that would be on TV in the middle of the day. Yeah, for sure. That you're just like, I don't know, this intro and everything sounds energetic, but ultimately I think I'm going to be real bored. Yeah, it's it's trying to make you excited about something really boring. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this show's going to live up to its uh the hype. You know, it's the audio equivalent of my bedtime dance. Okay. In that, like, I set an alarm so I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And in order to make myself feel better about bedtime, I like have a little bedtime dance uh-huh. that I do when the alarm goes off. Okay. It's mostly like just sort of stepping forward in rhythm and then like sort of putting my arms straight out so my elbows are at 90 degree angles. Uh-huh. And then sort of like moving my fists forward and backwards i'm trying to describe this in audio terms if you were doing the uh chest fly machine at the gym yep pretty much like that yeah that's kind of what it's like but really half-assed like i'm not going all the way in uh-huh i'm just like part way like the gym bro maybe a quarter of the way you know what it is it's the uh it's really the january 4th version because this is the time of year where people who are like i'm gonna gym this year yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. yep this is their time um, this just says game start. I guess that was intended for like if I had a game and it was going to start. Mm-hmm. That's a classic Price is Right. You, you get okay, then I've got Olympics Atlanta, I think this says. Could be Atlantis, mm-hmm. but I think it's Atlanta. 
I don't know why it's long in shot. Oh, okay. So that's what you want when you're like introducing competitors playing a game, right? when you have a really you've discovered an insight in your podcast i guess so yeah this is a treasure trove of mm-hmm. good things extremely useful information it's back again that's another pot of ween intro that was i think the first year where i decided to go like way overboard mm. and that was gonna be the new thing oh and this is pot of ween outro this says bionic jump I mean, that's a lot of sound effects. Like Steve Austin? Mm-hmm. This is a laugh? <laughs> Pee-wee laugh. Yep. Now, this is a Gears of War that I think I put on here because you brought a Gears of War game one time. Oh, yeah, the big bulletin board. So, well, it was the tier list, so Jen could rank her weaponry. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that should get more use on the show. It should. Nice. It's a pretty good sound effect. Mm-hmm. That is one big pile of shit. That could be good for anything. Yep. That's when you're changing topics. Yep. Changing formats. T-Rex scream. <laughs> uh, again, so many applications. Yeah. Yeah, so many and yet so few at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have theme songs. Would you rather hear... Okay, I have... Gotta do the opening theme song, right? Yeah. I have... I'm waiting for this to tell me what this is, but it's not going to. Okay, that's the theme song. You're not gonna- that's the acoustic version. That's your version. That's the Bone Thugs version. I think we got to go with Bone Thugs version. <laughs> I think it's been a while. This came on when I was in the car the other day because I have a... You know, just a thing that plays MP3s, and they're just completely disorganized and whatever, and it's kind of just a blind shuffle Mm -hmm. through any MP3 that I own. Um, So I mostly tried to keep podcasts off of there, but a lot of theme songs and things are in there. I did hear a pot of ween, and the other day I did hear this. Snow, 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 I think it would have been nice if you were driving somebody who's <laughs> uh, totally unfamiliar with your podcast. Yeah. You're just like, you have a coworker, maybe a new coworker. Mm-hmm. You're driving to some work function that mm-hmm. you're both going to for reasons. For work. For yeah. work stuff. And they're just in your car and you just pop on your like MP3 player thinking, I'll put in some music. Yeah. And then that's the song that comes on. Yep. That's what cranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, you have to explain it. Okay, so I do some embarrassing things in my life, including right. a podcast. <laughs> I have a podcast. And uh, part of doing an embarrassing podcast is doing embarrassing theme songs for the podcast. Right. <laughs> Sitting in your apartment by yourself going, snow, 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 snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then mixing it into a, a rap song from the 1990s. Yeah, that I, I think most people would recognize, or at least maybe kind of recognize. 
but you know people who are above a certain age will recognize it and then people i think below a certain age will be like what is that yeah i mean i think i could cut it down as low as like people 38 and up will probably know it and people 37 and below will probably have no idea what that reference is Mm -hmm. that's that's what i would assume uh just based on what I know of that song and some of the looks I get when I've mentioned Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> to various people. Now, as an audio person, like how much do you think that you would actually, I guess you don't actually use this entire soundboard because looking at it, it looks like you can program it to pretty much an entire keyboard worth of sounds. Yeah. And I wonder how many like podcasts or radio professionals really need more than like the top, like, like two rows. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel like if, I don't know, I, I guess I think you could use them. Here's the thing. I think it's easier to use them if you're not also doing the radio show. Mm. So in other words, if you're occasionally chiming in, but also considering the way you occasionally chime in to be adding sound effects, then uh, it's a lot easier to drop them in. It's weirder for me to just sit here by myself. And like slam somebody and then go, oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I got this whole, I, yeah, I turned this down. Hang on. Then the but, moment's gone. <laughs> but it's always funnier when you have like the sound effect everyone's expecting and then it comes out wrong. So you have like a real hard slam, like Elon Musk has a funny looking head. <laughs> <laughs> <Is he? laughs> I'm like, damn it. That's wrong. Hold on. No! Hold on. <laughs> my, t- my, my devastating insult now has no impact. It's, yeah. become insi- it's become a treasured insight. That's the thing, right? So the danger, the risk I run is creating a liability instead of having a, yeah, a great slam. Mm-hmm. So it kind of... Uh, it can kind of kill the vibe a little. All right. So as a question for 2023 in Helpful Snowman, what are three sound effects that you would like to discover and put on this soundboard that you will totally 100% use? So are you talking about like a type of sound effect or specific actual sounds? Uh, either one. You could go as specific as like a certain sound effect uh-huh. or you can have like actual sound. Well, okay, like maybe the easier way for, or the better way to answer that question is to say sounds that would be good in these situations or something. Sure. Like, because what's a situation I find? Okay, some kind of sound that uh, describes a sort of poorly thought out powering down or something Mm. to just sort of end the episodes. Because, yeah, when I sort of coast to a stop most of the time. Because, you know, this podcast doesn't end, it stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something that expresses that, just sort of like... You know what I was thinking of is that Windows shutdown sound. Ding, doom, doom, doom. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the sound like your computer is turning off. So like the opposite of, what's the... Ting, 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 ting. Mm-hmm. And then it's... Ding, doom, doom, doom. Yeah, something like that. But like maybe warped a little bit or something so that it signifies like eh. <laughs> um, oh you know what you could do so, to keep in the theme of the show mm. is the uh from the super nintendo sim city the quit music like the music that plays after you've quit mm. i don't know what that sounds like 
Um, you'll find it on a YouTube video. People who played this game a lot know what it is because it it shows a moon snoring and it's blowing a little star in the air. <laughs> um, but it's also like a totally unnecessary feature for the Super Nintendo because like you could just turn it off in a way that like you couldn't with a computer where you had to like quit and then leave the game as opposed to like eh, you just turn it off. So I don't know why there was a quit. It was the only game on Super Nintendo that had like a quit. Oh, like why would that be something you need to do? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Here's SimCity soundtrack. Research shows nostalgia can help you remember ads. Blah blah blah. Um, Metropolis, Town, Village, Budget, Menu, Titles, Good Night, maybe. Yep, that's a Good Night. It's pleasant. It's just a little too competent, I think, mm. for what I need. It's like if I could play this on a piano, but you know, I can't play piano, and that was the version of it, that would be kind of what I'm looking for. Like a cat walking across a piano accidentally playing this. You're playing you're trying to play this but with two fingers? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like, you know, there's that weird sound that they play on movies a lot where it's like an engine shutting down. It goes like, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? What is that spider thing from Doom called? Oh, the Arachnatron or the Spider Mastermind? The big one or the little one? I think the little one. Arachnatron. Do. Yeah. The death sound of that thing, maybe, is what I'm looking for. Not this big one, the little one. Oh, what? What? I'm trying to find the right Mario. T- uh, okay. Well, let's just try this. You just have to go through. Slaying as heck, though. The Archon Prince. It was a recording of a girl saying, "Why." Which he edited into the death sound. Oh, for the love of God. The original recording was never found, though. Wow. When a demon gets hurt, they'll play a low You know what's funny? That's a, uh, Peter was watching a response video to someone else's video <laughs> about Doom sound effects. Yeah. Arachnatron weird sound. Let's try that. Gives you the sound that's not the right sound for it firing. Yeah, why is this wrong? That's not gonna die, is it? God damn it. Well, whatever. I'm calling this failure. <laughs> um. Something like a mechanical slash Really, what you want gurgle. is the arachnatron, arachnatron dying sound that you'll actually find? Yeah. Yeah. So something like that. Mm-hmm. That would be a good sound. That's just basically the utility of it is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I play that when the time for the episode is over. Really, you got the Mancubus death sound. That's the one you really want. Is that the <laughs> like... Yeah, that would be good too. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of like the other scenarios this show is frequently in. I mean, something that would just play to indicate like I know this is taking too long, but I'm looking. I'm doing a thing. Do 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 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like you have some type of, or you know, well, you need some like type of jazzy hold music, like. Yeah, or the the mall music from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Something like that is what I need. Um, just to indicate to people listening to the show, yes, the show is continuing. <laughs> it's it didn't just end. You know, I can imagine people taking their phones out of their pockets because they're like, "God damn it, I hit the pause button." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, no, you didn't hit the pause button. It's just this is how this is." It just depends on what people are listening to. Like some podcasts, they're probably like, oh, wow, there must be, there's dead air. There must be uh, something wrong with my podcast phone. As opposed to, if you listen to more amateur podcasts like I have been or just unprofessional ones, you're like, oh, yeah, this is just what happens. Also, uh, I encourage everyone listening to podcasts that have silences in them. Just appreciate the quality of the silence. Right. I, I do a little work to uh, remove all the, you know, extraneous noise from this show. Mm-hmm. So when it's silent, you should be appreciating that you're not hearing. Or just this. Yeah, I'm in a really squeaky chair. <laughs> yeah, see all that stuff. Does it get removed? I guess future Peter will know. Oh, it doesn't. Yep. <laughs> Current Peter knows that that ain't going anywhere. The chair squeak will continue if until I'm not morale improves. The silences, which is possible mm-hmm. to do, because you can you can go into Adobe Audition. Mm-hmm. You can select truncate silences, mm-hmm. and then you can say a silence of over X should be shortened to Y. Mm. So you could basically remove silences effectively if you're like, all right, anything longer than a half second, you know, let's get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I just don't. I'm just like I'm just a piece of shit. I don't know what to tell just, you. Just not going to. Yeah. I, what am I rich? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, something that indicates this is an intentional silence. This this space intentionally left blank. Right. <laughs> and then what would be the last one? Um. Gosh. Chuck Palahniuk saying Peter is awesome. Um, that would be great if that existed. I don't know what I would do with that. <laughs> Just play it over and over again. Yeah. Maybe, um, I won this like diversity, equity, and inclusion award. Mm-hmm. So maybe if they had an awards thing and someone announced that, cause then whenever I was talking about something that was maybe not so DEI friendly, mm-hmm. I'd be like, just as a reminder, this comes from an, uh, an award-winning DEIist, a DEI, you know, an award-winning <laughs> DEI expert. Yeah, my my uh, DEI efforts won an award. Mm-hmm. Okay, state award. That's right. I'm not saying that I'm the best in the state at DEI, but I am saying that I'm award-winning. But I, I was the best at that one time. I, at some point in time, mm-hmm. I was the best in a specific context. And you know, no one's taken the crown from me, so I guess I'm still the best. Yeah, for a year. Mm-hmm. And I think I only got the award like in October, so I'm, I've just I've just begun my reign of terror mm-hmm. as you know number one, <laughs> number one DEI person. <laughs> yeah, your reign of terror, so putting maybe. rainbow flags everywhere. Yeah, so maybe that would be good. Yeah, I could have a thing that was like, and this year's DEI award winner, <laughs> <laughs> just to remind everyone slash rub it in everyone's <laughs> face. 
and be like, hey, maybe you think I'm not being very DEI friendly right now, but uh, I, my opinion is just more valuable than yours. It's really you're trying to get in. You're trying to get a New York Times opinion column to be like, I'm a DEI expert and I think that would be actually a great path for me to be like mm-hmm. a conservative radio co-host to be like oh yeah i represent the left side you right. know and then i just let some guy walk all over me mm-hmm. and uh i'm done working at 2 p.m every day and i make eighty thousand dollars a year your your job is to like read something on a card and then the other person rants and you just go huh yeah wow i never thought about it that way yeah you're so smart yeah and if someone would pay me like a quarter of a million dollars a year to do that i would totally do that a hundred percent my mom would kill me right but uh that'd be fine you know what she would kill me but then i'd be like listen you can retire today Mm -hmm. and i can supplement your last few years of working i think that would change her tune Whereas all of a sudden like yeah you can just make it there yeah that's all of a sudden like this is your retirement yep yeah, and just be like, you could stop working today mm-hmm. if I keep this job. It might be like, well, let's not be too hasty then. <laughs> <laughs> let's, you know. So, uh, yeah, that that would be my third. Mm. Are there, did you have sound effects in mind that you think I should have? I feel like there should be the kid picks. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. I don't know. That's That, that might be an obscure reference. Again, f- probably like Bone Thugs and Harmony, but even more obscure. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely Poonmaster Flex remembered the Kid Picks program. So Kid Picks, if you don't remember, was like a graphic design program for children. Mm-hmm. That was like early, early, you know, computer. Oh, this is like a 2000s Kid Picks. That's not going to work. It's sort of like Microsoft Paint. Yeah, with just like some... Oh, this is Kid Picks 2. There was a sequel? It got very gangster. <laughs> yeah, like the, the kids are now wearing baggier clothes. Uh-oh. Phew. Let's try this one. This looks like a desktop background from the correct time period. The opening music should be like... Oh my god, it got even more gangster. <laughs> Who made these beats for Kid Picks? They went a little too hard for kid picks. I know. Did not understand the assignment. Well, I can't find that either. But I know, I know where to find kid picks. You can play kid picks on Internet Archive. So I could find, I could find the sounds there. Mm-hmm. So oh no would be a good one. Mm-hmm. So when I've made a mistake, that's how I can highlight it. Be like, I need to correct something. Oh no. I feel like, uh, oh yeah, if I had like a corrections segment. Mm-hmm. Should I do a correction segment? Actually, that's a good idea. All right, let's do it today. Ding, uh, ding, introducing ding, you to ding, corrections. Ding. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Thank you. Uh, <laughs> one time on this show, I said, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I. I've never really gotten a lot of emails or anything of corrections, mm-hmm. which could be one of two things, and I will just leave it up to you to decide which one I go with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either that I've not made a mistake, most or, likely, 
Um, okay, I'm going to give three options. I've not made a mistake. Yep, perfect. Perfect in every way. Option two, I have made mistakes. However, the online audience for this show is very understanding of, you know, this being the uh, a human creation. Right. And therefore, you know, subject to occasional mistakes mm-hmm. that don't really require correction. Right. Um, and correcting them would only serve to sort of make them feel smart mm-hmm. as opposed to making the show better. Yeah, and you well, they also didn't anticipate a correction section. Oh yeah. That's okay. probably option number 4. Option you know. number 4. Option number 3 is that nobody's really listening mm. and therefore does not send in corrections. So that means it probably goes back to option number 1, right? If no one's correcting you, you must be right. Yeah. I think so. Um, there's a show I listen to occasionally, Jordan, Jesse go. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, they were like, uh, any corrections on the show, tweet them at JD power and associates. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like that's, that's how we get our corrections. So just tweet it at them and you know, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. We'll get to it at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. So a corrections noise. A corrections segment. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, thus ends corrections. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That's, that's too Kool-Aid Man, though. It is. Oh, no. On Kid Picks is kind of opposite Kool-Aid Man, right? It is. He's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be excited about and feeling good about Kool-Aid, like accepting of Kool-Aid, and then very critical and harsh on your art. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Or you, like, drop the whole pitcher of Kool-Aid on the floor. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm, that's very purple. All right. So here's a good would you rather question. Okay. Would you rather spend your afternoon playing Kid Picks or Mario Paint? Ooh, okay. Um, Kid Picks, I think... Hmm, are you asking like today? Today. Like if I... In okay. 2023. My memories of Kid Picks are that it was basically like paint, right? And you make mm-hmm. static images. Mm-hmm. Where Mario, you could make static images, but also you could do very crude animations. And you could do music. Um, so I'd probably go with Mario Paint. Plus it had a built-in fly swatter game that was pretty fun. We'll have to assume you take out the fly swatter game, because then you have a game. Okay. I would still do the Mario Paint. I mm-hmm. remember one time when I was a kid... Uh, using the Mario Paint animation to make a very uh, graphic animation of Mario being hit by a car. Because there was like, a, you know, there were pre-rendered uh, clip arts, basically, and one of mm-hmm. them was a taxi. And so I had it crash into a Mario and then, you know, blood exploding and his eyeball flying out and stuff. And on, I think on Mario Paint 2, you could basically save one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And, it you know, it took... 20 minutes for that to save but uh i had that saved for quite a while i remember that game the little stamps that you had of mario like they almost wanted you to do that because you had like the stamp of full mario but also you had like the little mario body and the little mario head yeah well and like i feel like you know the people at nintendo must have known like so everyone's gonna like draw a dick and stuff on mario right like that's gonna be a thing Mm -hmm. um but, you know, pretty fun. I, I would say that was pretty fun. Kid Picks would be a nostalgia trip for the noises and stuff. But then I think what I ultimately created on it would probably be 
uh, pretty lackluster. <laughs> the kid pics would be fun for exactly as long as it is to look it up on the internet archive. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't really want to create anything on this. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I don't want to like make an art on here that I'm sure is like, must be a square, mm-hmm. must be of a certain size. I wonder too, I don't know if like you play it on Internet Archive, if you can actually save the image. Mm-hmm. I guess I could screenshot it and it would probably be of equal quality. <laughs> it, it would be of accurate resolution for the time. Yeah, so maybe that actually isn't a problem. <laughs> yeah, like you got to remember what, what we were working with. Back in those days, we had eight pixels. Well, maybe I'll make some album art for this episode on Kid Picks. Hey. See see how it goes. Well, you said you'd rather do Mario Paint, so I believe you have to make it in Mario Paint. Well, I don't know how I'm going to do that, because I don't have Mario Paint. Mm. Or the Super Nintendo Mouse. Mm. But I, I could... Well, let me see. Maybe I could figure it out. It feels like something that should have been released a long time ago, is a Mario Paint computer yeah. program. Oh, for sure. For sure. It seems like Nintendo, if you're listening, just put Mario Paint for free to play online or something. Mm-hmm. Like, just, that would be fun, and it, it'll it cost you nothing. You know? Well, it'll cost you money. It'll, cost you, it'll cost you something. It'll cost you a significant amount of money. <laughs> but, just, but you should you do know, it anyway. Yeah, because you're not making any money off of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, too, like, Mario Paint went away because Mario maker came along mm. and it was like oh this is what people actually wanted to do they wanted to make mario levels yeah but Not- the music was fun mm-hmm. 10 10 10 10 10 10 <laughs> i think it's because the internet has basically found a way to make a composer in mario paint so you don't really even need the mario paint game anymore that's true Where the composer is so much more easy to use for making songs that's probably true do you think like if i make a song in mario paint do i own that song or have i like licensed sound effects you know what i mean mm. sort of like if you wanted to put ho- foreigners hot blooded in mario paint well let's not <laughs> let's not have too many copyrights competing well, just i make an original song okay called hot butted mm-hmm. um about someone with a hot butt check it and see mm-hmm. but then it's on um it's in Mario Paint sounds, mm. but it, it sounds nothing like the the Foreigner song. <laughs> it sounds, it is not any way like the Foreigner sound, song. So you're asking like if Nintendo owns the copyright to it? Yeah, because, or if they have some claim to it because like I used the, the sound effects. Mm-hmm. Like, do they own the sound effect? Mm. Or like the, the coin sound or something? I think they own some of those sound effects, but... Some, but then again, some of those sound effects were probably, like, borrowed from, like, a sound effect library at some point. Hmm. That's the way a lot of, like, old games worked. Is like, they just had sound effect libraries and just, like, we'll just take from this sound effect library. Like that one fucking sound that still, to this day, it makes me crazy when they use it in sci-fi movies when a big door opens. And it's, <sighs> yeah, it's the Doom sound effect. And I'm like, guys, mm-hmm. that's in Doom. You can't use the Doom sounds for stuff. <laughs> it's the same CD. It's actually in the video you found that was someone had found, like they found the CD. Yeah, that all the sound effects came from. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, I'm like, if you're gonna use a Doom sound effect, let's use Super Shotgun. Mm-hmm. That's a great sound effect. But the door, I'm like, this is like a real. It feels like a real half-assed sound effect that they put in there as like a temp, and then they're like, well, we'll replace this with something legitimate later. 
and then they're like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. Like, they had a door sound effect. They're like, oh, we need something that sounds like a door. This is good enough. Yeah. I guess, like, the Earthbound equivalent, right, is... And you're like, this isn't an apartment that was built last month. That's <laughs> what the door sounds like. Like, I don't think that an apartment door is that heavy or creaky. No. Shouldn't be that spooky. No. No. Um. So, I brought a collection of would you rather questions okay and now i think go ahead I, it's would you rather for couples yes is this like for couples in the sense that it's like uh you know this is something that you could do as a couple like you could go yeah. back and forth on these i think the idea is that you have a conversation starter with your partner or spouse or whatever else now if you were okay you're let's say you're the marketing team for this book right and <laughs> do you sell it as, um, you know, you get to know somebody and you get closer to them? Or would you sell it as like, this book has caused over a dozen divorces because it's that uh, intense? I would probably go with the first one. <laughs> would you? Because um, I think most of the questions like, then again, I feel like a lot of times when people get into fights, like when I've gotten into long standing arguments with people, uh-uh. it's often over something pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, like things that really matter, even when we have disagreements, we just have to like either look, you know, look the other way or agree to disagree. Right. But the things where you're like really mad at someone for a really long time or like when I've been really mad at someone for a really long time, it's often over something really small. That's true. Yeah. A really small distinction. Yeah. And you're just like, why does this idiot think he knows what he's talking about? Mm-hmm. That's true. Like it's sort of the, it's totally fine if you have completely different religious values, but if you happen to like the Rolling Stones more than the Beatles, people are like, so mad, (laughs) so upset. It's true. I think I would go with the divorce one, but that's selfishly as someone I'm imagining working in marketing Mm -hmm. and just be like, eh, this would be more fun from a marketing perspective. It's like, sort of like, it seems not done. It seems kind of like if you've bought the book of uh, divorce starting questions. Yeah. And you like bring it out and be like, we got to read this. We got to go through this book, honey. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, maybe true. you're you're sort of using the book to initiate a divorce. Well, maybe also it's like you sell it and then you sell it to couples who are like, we're a great, strong couple. Mm-hmm. We'll get through this just fine. And then you're like, put it to the test, biachos. It's the uh, Pocky Chip Challenge, but for your relationship. (laughs) (laughs) This is the real test of whether or not, you know, and you could do it for like uh, bachelor and bachelorette parties. Mm -hmm. You get them that and you're like, just make sure this is for real. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the question I've seen where people get into that the most is... From the book that you sent me, Bear versus Shark. Mm-hmm. Because I think I've said before on the show that everyone goes into the question of like, oh, it's stupid. It's obvious. Of course a bear would win. And then someone else says, what are you talking about? Yeah. Of course a shark would win. And then you hear the creaking sound of bar stools being like <laughs> moved back. And all of a sudden people are like starting to just get real mad. You know what language they spoke at home because they just maybe drop into Spanish or French or whatever it is. Yeah. I always go with bear. Mm. I think people underestimate a bear's strength, but also killing a fish is something a bear has done before. Mm. And like a shark has never killed a bear before. Like it has no context for for, for fighting this, a bear. For fighting a bear. Yeah. Yeah. If it were an orca, but then again, an orca is so big. Yeah. But that's not a, you know, 
Um, that's a whale, right? That's a whale. A killer whale. Like, I think the thing... A jerk is, whale. The shark basically has, like, one shot to make this work. Yeah. Because it's got to be, like, one solid bite. Um, otherwise, if the shark is not going to have deep enough water to sneak up... Yeah. Because um, if the bear is swimming, then, yeah, of course the shark is going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's in the middle of the ocean or whatever, but mm-hmm. then that's not fair, right? Right. Because then that's like saying, well, the bear would win on land. Mm-hmm. Or like if the if the shark had water, but not enough to really move around in, it's like, well, of course, yeah, that that's the whole point. Right. But I think that's the question that I've seen start the most fights, and it's the most stupid. Yeah. So that's kind of the hard part, is if you wanted the divorce starting questions, they couldn't be obvious things, because then people would just talk around it or work around it. it has to look something like something innocuous yeah but then actually cause a really big fight do you think you have better chances in a bear encounter or a shark encounter me personally yeah i think because i'm not a gr- well i was gonna say since i'm not really a great swimmer i would say the shark encounter but the shark is gonna be better swimmer than the best swimmer yeah so like i don't know if that makes a huge difference yeah and i feel like the shark can be deterred you know like if you punch it in the face and stuff, I don't know. And the bear is just sort of like, well, I think if the bear has decided to eat you, Mm -hmm. you're pretty much boned. (laughs) I feel like the bear, the bear does more warnings though. Like I think if I were just encountering it, like the bear is going to warn you to like back off more. This is an encounter of violence. It's like a video game shark or a video game bear where like it sees you and just goes aggressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, like in the beginning of Skyrim, that yeah. I've, where I've died many times, because mm-hmm. obviously you're supposed to sneak past the bear, and I'm like, I can fight this bear. I can fight this bear with my starting equipment. Excuse me, I thought this was a video game. <laughs> <laughs> What's my starting equipment? Well, you've got this fist and this yeah. broken, this like pocket knife, and you're like, oh yeah, I can do that. Staying out of trouble is what I do in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am pretty sure this is a game. <laughs> But I would probably have to say, I think I would probably, mm, I'd have a better chance of surviving the shark. Yeah. Um, Just because I think the shark might be more likely to, it's going to charge and then it's got a chance of missing. Yeah. And like maybe it feels like a shark might change its mind in mm-hmm. the course of, because it, it feels like a shark might be not so much attacking you as thinking that you could be easy food right and then if it discovers you're not easy food it'll be like fuck it Mm -hmm. but a bear is going to find you to be easy food even if you're trying to not be right (laughs) the bear understands that you're easy food whereas the shark is you're you're alien in the shark's environment in a way that you're not alien to the bear's environment yeah um yeah so I'd probably have to say I think I would be more likely to survive the shark, so I would rather go with the shark. Yeah. But I don't know by very much. Yeah, no. I'm um, same. Same. But I have a... these. This particular book has different themes, right? Oh, okay. So, like, you could have theme questions, for example, like um, life choices, um, stuff, like, in you know, for your romantic partner, like, about sex and relationships, and then there's <laughs> weird ones. But one we didn't cover very much. Uh huh. Um, we could probably try a sort of life question one to warm up, but then we'll get to the real section. Okay. Um, so one example is: um, Would you rather never have a pet for the rest of your life? Okay. Or have so many that your house smelled bad, but you didn't know it? Uh, 
Never have a pet. I mean, I like animals just fine, but also I'm not so into them that I'm like, I, I must have them to feel like my life is full. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, as long as my house smells and I don't know it, but like I don't smell, you know, so maybe it's just like, <laughs> you know how, you know, it's fucked up. Like, when you walk by a house and from the sidewalk, you're like, I smell cat. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that house must smell real fucked up inside. <laughs> right. Because I can smell it from here and I'm nowhere near the house. The, um, there's just a smell of cat, cat yeah. pee and like cat litter. Yep. Yeah. And you're like, that house must smell so bad. There was one of those in our neighborhood and we assume it must have been like, there was either just like a cat colony that lived in the backyard, but my guess is that was a kitty house. Yeah. Because once the um, owner died, because uh-huh. there was an estate sale, uh-huh. um, we saw the construction people like just tearing out every piece of floor, every like just gutting the house. Yeah, basically. Yeah, to get I, all the cat pee out, and I don't like when they open those. When they open that house up, it was like then all then the neighborhood it wafted out. Yeah, that's the thing is something something about that cat pee smell just doesn't go away Mm -hmm. um but if i can't smell it i guess i don't really care right so i would just do that then like your house smells but no one like you can't notice it yeah but like whenever someone comes over they're like oh my god yeah but i mean i barely have people come over anyway that's true so like doesn't matter and i'm like 18 months away from being curmudgeonly enough that i'm just like (laughs) fuck you if you don't like the cat smell don't come over (laughs) it's it's my house. I live here. I get to decide what it smells like. <laughs> that's that's true. You get once you get to a certain point in life and accept a certain level of hermititude. Yeah. Then you're like, yeah. You if you don't like my cat smell, then you don't like me enough to come over. Yeah. And plus, one of my love me love my cats smell. Yeah. Well, and one of my my life sort of aspirations is to start Pete Sunset Home mm. for old cats. Mm. So you know, it's like the old cats at the the shelter who aren't go- who aren't going anywhere, right? Because you're like, well, she's 17, she's on medication, <laughs> she requires shots every day, she's a love bug, and right. you're like, well, I don't know, man, that's a lot. Yeah, but I was like, I could just have a house where I just have a rotating cast of those cats, mm. and I'm just like, yeah, this is, the house is just about giving them a good. Good couple sunset years or months, right? Like a, you're 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 sort of helping them transition to the next thing. You're a transitional house for cats. Yeah, and just be like you transitioning know, into death. In this house, it's like yeah, I know when cats are having problems, they start peeing everywhere and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And in this house, we'll, we just accept that. <laughs> it's part of the journey. Yeah, that's right. All right, so I got another one. That's uh, another basic one. Okay, but actually interesting, right? Would you rather only be able to wake up at 3 a.m.? <laughs> like, that's just your wake-up time, right? Okay. 3 a.m. No matter what time. No matter what bed, time you went to bed, yeah. it's going to be you're up at 3 a.m. Okay. Or 3 p.m. for the rest of your life. Ooh, okay, let me do some math. If I wake up at 3 a.m., so mm-hmm. I would need to go to bed at 8 to get an 8-hour night sleep? Yeah, about that. And then... I would essentially be useful until about 3 p.m. Um, now, wouldn't you have to go to bed at 7? Yeah, okay, 7, you're right. 7 p.m. Like, if you went to bed at 7 p.m., 
got to sleep at 7 p.m., then you could wake up at 3 a.m. Okay. And then uh, I'm good at math. <laughs> and then, so, you know, my work day would, in theory, be like from 4 a.m. until, you know, 4 p.m. Not 4 p.m. <laughs> 12 hours a work day. I'm going to work 12 hours a day um, till noon. Right. So, and then the other version would be, I would, so I would go to bed at like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then uh, work from like 4, 4 p.m. until 4, <laughs> till midnight. Yep. So then I'd be off from like midnight until uh, 7 a.m. basically. 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, just personally, uh, if I... I could do the 3 p.m. lifestyle mm-hmm. and would actually enjoy that if I were able to live in a city. Yes. Um, because here it would be okay, but like I would never be able to do anything other than like grocery shopping and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can live in a city, but also if like Poon Master Flex is on the same schedule mm-hmm. or whatever. If she's not going to be on the same schedule and I don't live in the city, then I have to go with the 3 a.m. Because uh, that's really the only way to live a life. Um, I guess the other advantage of waking up at 3 a.m. is you could still do a lot of, like, you know, uh, having the world to yourself type stuff. Um, But also nobody thinks you're lazy. Mm -hmm. They think you're, they probably think you're crazy. Right. But. If you sleep till 3 p.m., everyone thinks you're a lazy piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you wake up at 3 a.m., they're just like, ah, he's fucking crazy, but... He's a crazy person. Yeah. You're one of those people waiting outside of the gym at 5 a.m. like you've been up for two hours. Yeah. But I think I think the big thing, too, is like I don't have kids, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to have kids. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, uh, you know, that lifestyle is a little bit more open. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I think I would just, all things being equal, would probably prefer the 3 p.m. wake up and then whatever. I think I would probably prefer that, too, given that also, like, I live in a city yeah, that has enough, like, late night things that I could reasonably go to and do. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing is, like, with that 3 p.m. wake up time, like, you can still do, like, daytime stuff. You know, you just have to, like, yeah. do it first thing when you get up. Right, right. Um, and so I think I'd probably have to go with a 3 p.m. over the 3 a.m. Um, also, just because... But then again, I think what's hard is that, like, I don't currently have... If I had to do it right now, mm-hmm. 3 a.m. would be a little easier because I might be able to get more darkness. Uh-huh. You know, from, like, 7 a.m. to 3... You know, sort of that like 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. sort of time. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, if I had to sleep during the day, that's going to be hot. Oh, and yeah. Bright. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, trying to sleep would be difficult. But I, I recommend bed tent. Yeah. It's awfully dark. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it can get toasty in there, though. There's a trade-off. That's where I have... I, when I've thought about getting the bed tent, I'm like, well, how hot is it going to be in there? And I'm like, oh, it's going to be pretty hot. It gets warm. I did put a, a dryer hose that goes from the vent... Into the, the AC comes out of into the thing, yeah, and it actually works pretty well. <laughs> um, now I think the other big problem of bed tent 
we may have covered this in a previous episode farts yeah you can fart up the bed tent pretty quickly yes you can it becomes kind of a problem Mm -hmm. yeah i made some kind of food that i was eating i don't remember it was like teriyaki beef or something Mm -hmm. oh boy it was it was bad it was like you know where at first it's amusing and then the second or third time you do it, you're reacting to the farts the way somebody else would be reacting to your farts. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, oh, come on. That's quite enough. Speaking of farts, okay. we're in the shame section. Okay. We're in the shame one. Right. This is uh, firmly where we belong. That's right. So, would you rather everyone knew whenever you farted uh-huh. or whenever you had a dirty thought? Oh, farted for sure. Well, Okay. Hmm. Now I'm trying to revise that because I'm like, I don't know, as I age, I probably don't have a dirty thought nearly as often. Mm-hmm. But also, would anyone know what dirty thought I had or just that there was a dirty thought? You know what I mean? I feel like the thing is, if people knew what the alarm was, like if they knew what the signal was, like since they do, right? They Everyone knew whenever you had a dirty thought. Uh-huh. Like when people fart, all they're going to do when the fart alarm goes off, they just get away from you. Yeah. When you have the dirty thought alarm, there's going to be those people who are like going to look around. Try and, try and figure and, out. Yeah. And try and figure out like what's causing what's Peter's dirty about? thoughts. Yeah. Like what, what stimulated that dirty thought. Yeah. I guess I would go with farts in that like people are going to inquire about your dirty thoughts. Maybe. Yeah. But like farts, they're not going to, they're not going to bother. Yeah, and I guess, like, you know, everybody farts. I mean, everybody has dirty thoughts, too, but, meh. Yeah, I'll go with fart. Um, I guess I don't feel like I fart that much that people are around, and I'm like... Basically, I, my farting policy is, like, I'm not gonna fart somewhere where I need people to not know that I farted. Because mm. that's a dangerous game. That's not a winning game. All right, so got a, got another one. Okay. This is another losing game all around. Okay. Would you rather have diarrhea while waiting in a long line? Okay. Or while riding on a short roller coaster? Ah, uh, boy. Diarrhea while waiting. Short line or oh. short roller coaster or long line? Mm-hmm. I guess on the roller coaster is better because um, it's over faster. There's other things going on, so maybe I'm not 100% focused on the diarrhea, whereas if I'm waiting in line, I'm probably incredibly bored. Right. <laughs> and there, what's there to focus on other than feeling the diarrhea? You're trying to hold it back with all of your brain power. Yeah. Like all of your all of your mental and emotional energy is used to like keep the poop in. Yeah. Um, and like, I think, I mean, on the other hand, the line is easier to bail out. Oh, wait a minute. So is this saying like I have diarrhea, but I'm, I haven't actually shit myself yet. You're like on the verge. You're at sort of like, you know, you're at DEF CON. You're probably like a DEF, a solid DEF CON 2 where you're like. Okay. So the question is really DEF CON 2. The question is really whether. Defecation I think I can hold too. it in more on the roller coaster for the short period or in the line for the long period. Is right. that kind of okay? I'll still go roller coaster. I think I think I could uh clench during a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. And I do think I have enough like willpower that 
even though I'm on a roller coaster and there's other things happening to my body, that it's like if I'm really focused on holding in diarrhea, I think I could succeed. Mm-hmm. Whereas like waiting in a long line, I feel like that's just a, a math question. It's really about the how mo- like how long is it before you get to bathroom? Yeah, how long is the long line? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm gonna have to go roller coaster. Mm. What did you th- What did you think? I think the thing is, I'd probably have to go. See, if I'm trying to hold it in, I think I probably would be more successful in the long line. Um, just because I think like the roller coaster, it's gonna be all or nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna, you know, it's gonna really be also the the jostling of the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So like you could just jo- get, you know. You lean forward a little bit as the roller coaster sort of, you know, is at the top of the apex, hangs uh-huh. over. The person next to you hears the squishy sound <laughs> of uh, an unmistakable, like, butt flapping of a roller coaster being filled with diarrhea. And since you, of course, <laughs> you sat in the front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're making the lines experience, like, if you shat yourself, like, I would be ashamed, but also I could, like, walk away knowing that I didn't. I didn't make, I didn't like inflict my shit on anybody else. Yeah, that's true. Whereas like the roller coaster, everyone, whoever's sitting next to you, everyone behind you, people below you. It's a higher stakes game. I I agree with you there. (laughs) I mean, basically your best hope, honestly, to not be sitting in the, in the, the shit the whole time is if you had one of those like dangly roller coasters, like where your legs are dangling down. And that means like all the poop running down your legs is just being flung off as you're going up these loops whipped into the air whipped into the air some poor kid just at the ferris wheel down there is just gonna get hit with just a big clump i mean i guess this is like really an empathy test right because if you ask me the question would you rather be on a roller coaster with someone trying to hold in diarrhea right or in a long line with someone trying to hold in (laughs) diarrhea i'd be like i'm going with the line because I feel confident that no matter what the outcome here, I'm not going to have diarrhea on me. The line, like the odds of you getting diarrhea on you in the line, are virtually zero. Yeah. Whereas in the roller coaster, they're almost assured. Not bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not as not as low as you generally want. Like diarrhea much odds much worse. To be. Right. Yeah. You'd never want that to be high. Even if the odds are slight, like even if, no matter what the odds are, you also have that feeling of control. Like in the line, you're like, maybe I can like dodge out of the way or give it my space yeah i can get the fuck out of the line right but if i'm on the roller coaster i'm strapped i'm strapped in and you know whatever happens happens there's truly no escape yeah if i'm being showered with diarrhea there's nothing i can do it's really where the serenity prayer comes in where you just have to be like i have to just learn to accept the things i can't change so you have to learn to accept some diarrhea yep yeah in your face all right let's see um would you rather um these are okay alright ah would you rather always have clammy hands or clammy feet um always have clammy hands or clammy feet probably feet Mm. I feel like that wouldn't really cause any trouble I mean I guess if I was fighting in a war I wouldn't want to get trench foot or something but I don't, my lifestyle uh lets me get those puppies out to breathe sometimes (laughs) mmm but, you know, yeah, that doesn't seem too controversial for me. 
All right, here's a smaller scale one. Okay. These are always the good ones because they're, they seem tiny. Would you rather be seen waiting in front of a regular door thinking it's automatic or be seen trying to pull a door clearly marked push? Um, hmm. I think, uh, I mean, I think neither is like super horrible to be just because I don't have any like sense of self-esteem. So it's not a big deal. I think probably I'd go with the automatic door Mm. just because, um, I don't know. I guess it doesn't have such a direct analog to like a far side comic strip. (laughs) Yes. So it's not as funny. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like maybe people wouldn't put pictures of me online next to the comic strip. (laughs) Of you just pushing as hard as you can. Yeah. And like maybe if I'm standing in front of an automatic door and people see it, but you know, then they're explaining it or like there's just a still picture of me doing it it doesn't look like i'm doing anything it could look like you're trying to look for an address or like identify where you are you're like, yeah Is this right yeah maybe it doesn't immediately read as stupid i mean what if it this in the automatic door scenario you have to like walk into the door like you walk forward just expect it to open and you bang into the door like in a way that clearly has the you expected it to open i'm still going with that mm-hmm. just for the far side reason i'm sticking with it um all right Here's another fart one. Okay. Would you rather loudly fart while saying your wedding vows or while giving a, a presentation to your whole company? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my whole company. Because <laughs> I think if I did that to my whole company, it would be hilarious. Now, I think it would be hilarious if I did this during wedding vows, but I don't think Pood Master Flex would think it was at all funny (laughs) you'd have to live with it for a lot longer yeah and that's the thing too like uh you know i can always get another job (laughs) i'm not gonna like end a marriage when it just began because i did that which means i'm gonna have to live with this forever Mm -hmm. for a very long time um so yeah that's that's where i'm going all right would you rather... I, I think I'd probably go the same way. Yeah. Would you rather find out that your partner has kept every bandage <laughs> or every Q-tip they've ever used? Ooh, God. So you're looking at the Poon Master Flex bandage collection or Q-tip collection? Well, okay, I'm going to assume... Because I don't think Poon Master Flex uses Q-tips. Mm. Um, Because I think, you know, you're not really supposed to, right? Well, friend of the show, ears, anyway. friend of the show, Jen does use the devil sticks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've heard mixed things. Some people are like, never use them. It like pushes the wax in or something. And I'm like, well, what's all this coming out then? <laughs> this is something. Checkmate, liberals. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why the news media is like trying to bring down the the little Q-tip the industry. Big Nutty Pot is trying to destroy you. Oh yeah, that's one I've never tried and never will. Mm-hmm. Just like, I mean, I believe it temporarily clears your sinuses because you poured hot water into them. But uh, is that like better? I don't know. Anyway, um, I'll go bandage 
because I could see a situation where those are like pasted into an album. Mm. And so at least the storage of them is like not as big a problem, maybe. Mm. I was going to go with Q-tips because they could be put in like a cute little like 50 states for those little decorative spoons. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I just think sort of like have a little slot for them. That would be a good word woodworking project for you. You could make that for Poon Master Flex and be like, you have a Q-tip little. I could. Caddy. I you certainly can, could. You could make an advent calendar, like what, you know, for Christmas time. Yeah. And then glue all the doors shut once they're full. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or make a box with very high walls so you can't really <laughs> see into it. It has just one little slot that the Q-tips go in. The Q-tips go in and then you just have to, em- do you empty out this box or is this box just like? Oh, I I don't think so. I think it just, it is what it is. Um, Yeah, I'm not like that grossed out either by blood. Mm. Blood doesn't really bother me, so. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm like horrified by earwax, but I think it's grosser. Mm. I don't know. I also don't know what what becomes of earwax like, you know, 10 years down the road. <laughs> I think I'd have to go with Q-tips over uh, bandages. I probably would go with the um, the blood would kind of squick me out. I mean, it's gross, but I'm going blood. Um, let's see. Uh, would you rather um accidentally call your boss mom? <laughs> okay. Or call them the name you use for them behind their back? Um, okay, that's funny, because my old boss, the name, the nickname she had behind her back was Mom. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go with my new boss, who is a man. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, well, okay, I don't really have, I have good relationships with my bosses. So I don't really have, like, behind the back, like, cruel nicknames for my bosses. Um... So I'm trying to think. I mean, I would probably just say mom because it would just be so bizarre that it wouldn't register as anything insulting or weird. It would just be sort of like, it would be very obviously a slip of the tongue. Mm -hmm. Whereas like me, if I called them a mean name that seemed applicable to them, that would be, you know, harder to excuse (laughs) or talk out of or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think I'd go with mom. Mm -hmm. What would you do? I think I'd have to go with mom. Yeah. Um, cause I feel like that's, again, it, that could be played off more as a slip as opposed to like a something meaner. Yeah. Yeah. Where you just be like, call him mom. And then you're like, what mom? Jesus uh-huh. Christ. Okay. Jeez. Um, all right. Getting near the end here. Okay. Um, if, unless you want more, um, or at least we're getting near the end of the shame section. Um, would you rather let your partner dress you or style your hair for one week? Let's assume that Poon Master Flex has an infinite budget. So it's not like she has to pick from your existing clothes. Oh, okay. So she's like, so she's dressing me as she would like me to be dressed. Yes. Or doing my hair. Yes. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, neither of these is a big problem for me. Right. Because Poon Master Flex likes some of my clothes and doesn't like some of my clothes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not like uh, she likes. She wouldn't like dress me in a suit or something every day or like dress me in something ridiculous or like a pink polo every day or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what she would do with my hair. I think I would go with hair just out of pure curiosity. 
mm. of like what would you do just what would happen for a week yeah like what would be the what's the plan here mm-hmm. what, do, what do you think should be happening with my hair because <laughs> um. I don't do my hair I cut it and then it is what it is you're just like this is this is what's gonna happen. Yeah, I guess maybe that's a hard question for me because I care. I put so little time and effort into my appearance. Mm. So if that question was designed to make me feel bad about myself, mission accomplished. Shame. I, I think I'd have to go with um, clothes. Uh huh. Just because I think that between the two, like the clothes would uh. Maybe not last as long. So, like, when the week was over, like, if it wound up being something I didn't like, it's it's done. Oh, that's Whereas true. Whereas if my hair is cut, then I'm kind of stuck with it for a little while longer. You're like, well, guess what? Guess what your hair looks like now. <laughs> right. I'm, I'll am i be stuck with that for a few months. That's true. You know, that's so true. if there's, like, cutting or coloring or styling, like, I'd take more to undo it. Whereas, like, I could just drop the clothes at the end of seven days. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, it depends, too, like... Uh, you know, which you anticipate being the worst outcome. Because I'm like, well, I mean, if I thought Poonmaster Flex would take pleasure in screwing with me that week and she dresses me like, uh, what are those cookies with the little French boy on them? You know, like, he's <laughs> dressed like a little, a little sailor or little something. Lord Fauntleroy kid oh, or something. Okay. <laughs> like if she was gonna trust me like that all week i mean she could in like weird velvet you know vest i mean poonmaster flex you know what poonmaster flex could dress you as mm. kitty as a cat yep yeah just as a full-on furry basically yeah you're just sitting in the house like in a full-on like mascot outfit yeah like if she was gonna do hair or dress for the week as fucked up as possible right then i guess i'd probably go with hair because i'd be like <laughs> i mean there's only so much damage you could yeah, do. Yeah, it's like, I guess she could, like, shave a racial slur into the back of my head, but I don't think she would do that. It wouldn't go that far. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll get down here near to the end. Um, would you rather accidentally send a dirty text to your boss? Okay. Or your cousin? Huh. I guess my cousin. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm not like super close with my cousins, so I feel like I could just, you know, uh, okay, here's the thing. It's, it's pretty uncomfortable, but you know, with both, I would do the same thing, right? Where I'd be like, sorry, that was for somebody else. And the thing is I'll have to face my boss again in the Mm. near future. And my cousins, it's like, well, who knows when I'll see them again. Like you might have a, a little bit, you'll have a bit more time. And maybe your cousins will forget. Yeah, and if it was, like, super egregious, like I just sent, like, a a crotch shot or something, mm-hmm. I could be like, well, I'm just going to avoid them for the rest of my life. You just have to say, like, you're just never going yep. to any, no events. Yeah, I'll just be no like, any time when my cousin might be there, I just won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that It's not impossible to live my life that way. <laughs> Just have you just have to do that. All right, here, here we go. We got a last one. Okay, concluder. Oh, okay. All right. Would you rather have to go to the hospital because you ate a decorative decorative ear of corn, thinking it was real? <laughs> okay. Or because you got a golf ball stuck in your butt? So I ate the whole ear of corn. The whole ear of corn. <laughs> like it was real. You ate the whole thing. Or a golf ball stuck in my butt. Golf ball stuck in your butt. Hmm. 
Well, okay. Um, I have two different answers for this. Okay. From a purely medical standpoint, I'm going golf ball in the butt because mm-hmm. I feel like they would have a fairly easy time removing that and it wouldn't cause me like permanent damage. Whereas if I ate an entire ear of fake corn and it's like they had to cut me open and get it out or something, that right. would be pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So if it's, but let's assume that it's like uh, either way, I go to the hospital and basically they're just like, just within the next two days, if you don't poop it out, whatever. Right. And that's the end of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but not the end of the mm-hmm. embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I would go with the ear of corn mm-hmm. because that's a funnier story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stupider, but also better. It's like the, I think that I would want to go with the golf ball because like they're both dumb. Uh huh. But like one is a dumb impulse. Yeah. Right. Where you had a real dumb idea and you sort of had to do some prep work to carry it out. But, you you know, you could understand how someone, I don't know. Then on the other hand, like basically like the golf ball getting stuck has a sort of the point of no return, you know, versus you ate the entire ear of corn. Yeah. You had multiple points where you could be like, I could (laughs) stop. I could have taken one bite and realized this was maybe not a Jeez, real this one. This really doesn't seem like corn. Right. <laughs> well, I think the other thing is like the golf ball thing is sort of like uh I feel like it would be harder for people to make fun of you to your face. Right. Because they're like, well, he put something in his butt. This is obviously a sex thing. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, he did a dumb sex thing. Right. But it wasn't it's not like putting something in your butt is where the shame is coming from here. It's like that specific thing in your butt was the mistake. Mm-hmm. So uh, from that standpoint, I do think the golf ball is like less stigmatized in a weird way and and more stigmatized. You get the reputation as a horny weirdo as opposed to a complete idiot. <laughs> yeah. I think I would just enjoy having people think of me as a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, like horny weirdo is like, I guess not that unique sounding to me. Right. <laughs> Where it's like, you're never going to believe what this fucking idiot did. Mm-hmm. Hey, this entire thing. It's like entire telling year- people the story later because they're like, how'd you eat the whole thing? And I'm like, listen, it, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I kept eating it, trying to figure out what was so weird about. <laughs> you just kept kept doing the same action. I mean, I guess to get a golf ball in your butt, you have to do a lot of prep work. Like, that's not something you can just do. I don't know. You know, I don't I think feel like so. you could probably cram it up there without too much i don't think to so do. you don't think so i think you have to like lubricate it and like i don't know i don't feel like a golf work- ball the diameter of a golf ball is like vastly greater than a penis i think it's probably solid enough that you'd have to do some work to get it in there i mean again, yeah, it's if not going to be an accident it's not going to be the first thing you've stuck in your butt is right. basically the thing that's probably true um, and at least it's it does have like a a curve, so you know it is like meant to sort of enter a hole. <laughs> right. It's it is a ball <laughs> meant to enter a hole, and that's what you're thinking of. Like, well, I needed a ball that was meant to enter a hole, so that's what I picked. Oh god. Yeah, I, I'm going ear of corn, but kind of for the opposite reason that I think I'm supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> you changed your mind. You're going ear of corn. No, or I mean, you go, you're always going, going to ear of yeah. corn because you're like 
The only reason I would knock out Ear of Corn is if they had vastly different medical uh, consequences. Yeah. If the Ear of Corn was like, well, we had to remove two feet of intestine or something, I'd be like, I wish I just shoved a golf ball. It's somehow somehow poisonous. Yeah, because I got to believe at this point, most ERs in this country have pretty uh, standard procedures for like some idiot got something stuck up his butt. Mm -hmm. Like that seems like it's probably not incredibly unusual. And a golf ball coming out of your butt is not pleasant, but not, you know, it's not a baseball (laughs) (laughs) of sports. That's golf is the king of sports to have come out of your butt. Uh, If you're going to have, I mean, ping pong might be the, the real one, but I guess that could get crushed. Yeah. And that creates different problems, but it might be easier to get it out if it's like sort of squished down a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know what the physics of pooping out balls is a future episode of helpful snowman will be the tier r- ranking list of uh balls to get stuck in your butt yeah sports implements that could go, go up your butt mm-hmm. it's like which chess pieces rank the highest and lowest for butt insertion and then self-removal i mean really it's like you say uh climbing shoes are pretty good because they're pointy at the ends golf cleats probably the worst yeah yeah maybe Fo- football cleats football bad <laughs> <laughs> A baseball bad, but not as bad as football. Basketball the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hockey Ho- puck pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Seems like it wouldn't be that bad, but if you've ever actually held one, it's pretty heavy. Tennis ball, tennis ball. Uh, yeah, tennis ball grossest when it came back out. Probably because uh, you know it's got all that fuss. Mm-hmm. Bowling obviously impossible. Bowling might be worst. I feel like top part of bowling pin is top the mo- bo- only no, realistic true. bowling implement. Or if you got those like British ones, the the Skittles or whatever, like the tiny ones that Yeah, that seems like it could go up a butt. Um or the cricket poles. Yep, yep. Cricket bat mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, that seems like it could go up a butt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Is that it? That's it. Oh, we did it. We, we did got it. through all my shame. Mm-hmm. All right. We we can we can load up something to go out on. Was there anything you wanted to go out on in particular that you were like, that's the jam? Mm, maybe, uh, ooh, we can't do Potoween ones. We uh, could. Let's go out on the uh, Olympics. On the, uh, let's see, where did that go? Start, you know, if this is an early episode in 2023, this will be your triumph year 2023. <laughs> We really, uh, if we were smart, we would have started playing this when we were talking about sports and like yep. what could go up the butt. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to fit a bowling pin up your butt, but these athletes are going to take the ultimate challenge. Athletes don't do it because it's easy. They do it because it's hard. <laughs> and a boy, am I getting hard watching these tennis balls go up people's butts. Here in the 1996 Up Your Booty Games in Atlanta. Every time I think this is about to end, I'm like, oh, there's still like five and a half minutes. <laughs> just keeps like, going. This just keeps going, yeah. I can't skip ahead. <laughs> In many ways, it's a terrible sound booth, like soundboard thing, because it's just like 
five minutes. <laughs> this does make for rough outro music because it's like, can you punt for six minutes and 13 seconds? Do you have six minutes and 13 seconds of shit to say on your way out? This is basically if you're trying to list the credits of your podcast and you're listing just everybody who's in the building at the time. Yeah. Because really everyone in the building contributes. So we'd like to thank uh, Poonmaster Flex. Uh-huh. Uh, you obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically, I'm in a, a condo, which is a row. Right. So the neighbors and the adjacent four or five thanks, buildings. Thanks to the neighbors and the adjacent four to five buildings. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks to the local businesses nearby. Whoever's mailbox is next to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have a book of poems for sale. Hey. That I don't think I've talked about on here. I think I read them all out loud on here one time, though. But you can still buy the book. You can buy the book. It's called Read a Poem, Eat a Donut, and Let's All Get On With It. Mm -hmm. Um, They're what I would call comedy poems. They're just like, uh, yeah, yeah. They're comedy poems. Yeah. I was like, they're like what I call comedy poems. And then I was like, yeah, I'm happy with that description. Comedy poems. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what they are. So buy that. And then uh, uh, buy it and then rate and review it. Mm. Or don't buy it, but rate and review it. Do it on Goodreads and on Amazon. Just rate and review it and buy it. Yeah, just click stars until it's like, we've detected suspicious activity on your account. Mm-hmm. Um, Open a second Goodreads and Amazon accounts and you can rate it twice. Yeah. Open up a, a legit Goodreads that you keep track of your reading and how you feel about things. And then open a fake one up. So that when people who are your friends or whatever publish a book, mm-hmm. you can show them that you gave them five stars. Right. It's that you have a good reads for ratings. Yeah. And also talking shit. Yeah. Maybe you need a third good reads for talking shit. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is where I rate all the books I hated is on this good reads because mm-hmm. that way uh, it works out a little better. Um, we have three minutes and 17 seconds. Left. Well, obviously you've got... Um, <laughs> You've got a series that you're um, doing uh, on, uh, what's it called? Um, YouTube. Oh, yeah. That you can check out while uh, trying to do all the Mario games before 40. Yeah, so it's called Mario Before 40. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Yep. And if you're at work and you just are like, put stuff on in the background for noise, uh, just put those on in the background. It's pretty and, good. Know. Yeah, it's a pretty good thing. Because you know what? It has noise. It's in the background. Yeah, it's like sitting in the living room playing a video game with me. Mm-hmm. Um, which means it's pretty frustrating at times. Right. Because I'm not that good at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I'm up to 13 videos now. Yeah. So there's like probably 15 to 17 hours of <laughs> me of playing. Content. Of me playing Mario 1 and then a little bit of 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, do that as well. Um, leave comments in, under the videos, giving Peter advice on how to get better, get yeah. good. Yeah, give me plenty of comments. Um, subscribe to one of the three newsletters that I have going. Yes. What are those three newsletters? There's one about libraries. Yeah, there's Pete's Librarian Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Pete's Pumpkin Patch, mm-hmm. which is about weightlifting. Um, it's the name makes more sense if you see uh, see the way it's spelled. Yeah, it's like pump pump in all capital letters. Yeah, that's always what I thought I'd call a gym that I opened was the pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a just helpful snowman newsletter, mm-hmm. which you can subscribe to by going to helpfulsnowman.com. 
which is going to get a facelift soon, I think. Oh, you're going to bring... So how much blockchain stuff are you going to put? Join the web 3.0. All the blockchains. So we're, we can look forward to Helpful Snowman NFTs in 2023. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If I could do that, I would do it. Mm-hmm. I, I actually suggested to Poonmaster Flex, they had a white elephant party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we should make an NFT and bring it. And that's what <laughs> someone could get. I was like, I know technically you're supposed to do all this stuff to make an NFT, but I'd be like, I'll just make a drawing of something. We'll put it on a USB thumb drive. It'll be the only copy. That's right. And then it's, you know, an NFT. It's a web It's a web 1.0 NFT. What we did instead is I made a Christmas sounds tape. Mm. So you know how you have like a Halloween sounds tape mm-hmm. that you put in the window to scare the kids? Um, I made one of holiday sounds so like chopping down a tree and wrapping presents (laughs) any jingle bells there were bells there was also a like 40 or a four minute stretch of uh patreon.com helpful snowman bye